Well, amen, amen. Decided to jump in and share what God's been showing me this week. Uh, you know, it's a, the week of Christmas. I always like to do that. When I write it, I always write Christ in capital and must Christmas. Keeping the main thing, the main thing that we talk about so often. And, and I was thinking about when we're, when we're just thinking about, you know, the holidays and the end of the year, how we reflect on different things. Isn't it funny when you're a kid and you think about Christmas, it's so far away. It just seems so far away, you know? So, if, you know, you're under the tree and you didn't get exactly what you thought you were going to get. And they said, well, hey, how about next year? And you go, wow, that's a long time away, isn't it? But you find out when you're an adult, it kind of moves around pretty fast, right? I remember my granddad sitting at the kitchen table. I come from a long line of men sitting at the kitchen table, as you can tell. And that's, that was his thinking chair, you know? And he said, son, I tell you, years seem like months. And then months seemed like when he broke it all the way down, I was going, okay, okay, I got it. You know, all those things just seemed like, you know, weeks now just seemed like they fly by, man. And, you know, when we think about that, I said, wow, isn't it amazing how, you know, a lot of times we think we have so much time left. And, you know, times the sand's running out of that hourglass all the time. So we need to be really passionate in our what we pursue. Uh, we need to be really thinking about making the most of each opportunity, don't we? How many made an opportunity this week that God's given them, stepped in an opportunity maybe that God's given them to bless somebody, to encourage somebody, maybe a prayer for somebody, you know, or maybe been blessed by somebody. I don't know. But, you know, God's moving all the time, and I think that's really great. But getting back to the, the, the quickness of stuff, I was thinking about, gosh, it seems like I just got the rotten pumpkin off my porch, and now it's time it's time to do something else. And next thing you know, the time we get the tree down, what's going to happen? They're going to be dropping the ball, right? And then my birthday. Tanya said, as old as you are, you still always say about your birthday. I love my birthday because you know why? Not about me, because they always say, what do you want? And I always say, I want to get my friends together. I don't, I don't need anything. I love getting my friends together. So we'll see. That's a little hint. That's a little hint. Y'all ain't taking that. Tim, get a slide out of here. <laughs> but anyway, I love to have, I love to have fellowship with, with everybody. And I look so forward to Sunday uh, each week, you know, that we have a place to come and just share and see what's going on. Uh, in each other's lives and stuff, and that's awesome. And I was also thinking about taking, you know, when we, when we really look at things, I, I think about things that we're passionate about. Who, you know, what, what is somebody passionate about? Okay, it might be, what you got? Hunt. Hunt, there you go. So if you ask him about hunting, he's probably going to tell you a lot about it. He's going to invest a lot of things in it and everything else. Who else got something that, that they're passionate about? Ms. Rob? There you go. Impacting people's lives, maybe a child at a time or whatever. <clears throat> Anybody else? Sonny, I know you love to do the fishing camp. That's, uh, that's Everybody's got a little something. What's that? Yes, we are. Yes, we are. So they're like, what, what, what can you get Jesse? I said, anything with ODU on it. He likes that, you know, and stuff like that. So, you know, when you think about that, you think about how excited you get about that. You know, you don't mind watching the, the hunting show or watching the baseball or football or spending extra time with a student or, or, you know, circling the boat back around or whatever it may be. And those are the things that we're really passionate about. And I was thinking about, you know, that's the thing that you meditate on day and night. That's the thing that you daydream about. You study about it and all that. And I said through that pursuit, it's what we experience, the presence of what we love as we lean into that. Now, many I, I love playing guitar and uh, I always love playing guitar. I started playing guitar when I was 14. And that's a long time ago now. And uh, when I was about 16, I had a job at a carpet shop. And my buddy that worked there knew the guy at the guitar shop, the local guitar shop. He said he's looking for somebody to come and dust guitars and play all the new guitars and, and, and you know, uh, test them out. I thought, you're kidding me. I'm in, you know. I did that from the age 16 to 21. I got paid $20 a day for seven hours of work. Do the math. I wasn't there for the money. I just, I mean, anything, I was waiting for the UPS guys. Like, man, we're supposed to get some new stuff in today. I'll get it, boss. Don't worry. I'm unpacking stuff and everything. And one day I was there, and as, as time went by, my, my friend had built up trust in me and stuff. And he says, well, look, I'm going to take some time off. Now, this was the time before any caller ID, you know, any of this call forwarding. You have to be there. Wow. I started finding out maybe I wasn't. Uh, uh, passionate about that as I thought, you know what I mean? Because what started happening was like, this thing started to chain me down, right? And so I'd be there and he'd leave and, and I'd have to wait and wait and wait and wait, you know? And I'm like, man. So one day I got in there, I said, hey! And all the string instruments went, Woom. hey! Hmm. That's how bored I was, okay? And I said, I'm going to play every guitar in this place. 267 of them. I was bored. We didn't have much business that day. But I went around. Eric, I went around and grabbed one up and just played a G. Bring, 
You start doing some crazy stuff when you get left alone in a guitar shop by yourself hour after hour. And somebody, then you always got this. The phone will ring. You go, hello? Hello? Got to go to the restroom? No, no dial back. None of those things right there. And so, man, I'm just going, the thing I was really passionate about was I really that passionate about when I, when I saw what it was involved in. It took a little time. It took a little uh, investment and stuff like that. And I still love the guitar and still love music and love dealing with people and everything. But it gave me a different perspective. Amen. You know, sometimes, uh, I don't know, anybody been at work and been in a management position or a boss position? It's amazing. Go on, go on, go on, fess up, y'all. But isn't it amazing you had all the answers while you were the worker? And then when you become the guy or the gal, you get to see a few more things. Yeah, you get to see a few more things. And all of a sudden, maybe your last boss wasn't dumb as you thought he was, right? There's a lot of things going on there. So there's a lot behind the scenes. And what I say with all that is, as we're passionate and in pursuit of of what really matters, there's a whole lot behind the scenes of what, what God's got going. When he, when, and, and it's all good. Hey, man, how about that? That's the good news. It's all good. And so when we're pursuing Christ, man, don't get wrapped around the crisis. Look at what he's done. Look at what he's got for us and lean into that today. So I had a couple of things in here. I said, my whole point is, what are you passionate about? And I said, what are you what you're passionate about is what you will pursue. You'll be committed. You'll give you your time. You'll seek that thing the most. You see where this is going, don't you? Let me go ahead and just open up with our scripture. I love one of my favorite Psalms is Psalm 27. And this is verse uh, four. And it says, the psalmist David is talking here and he says, the one thing I ask of the Lord, the thing I seek most is to live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, delighting in the Lord's perfection and meditating in his temple. And you can see his heart right there. That was the main thing in his life. Christ was first. God was first fulfilling what God had in his life. And, you know, one day I'm going to be in the presence of God all the time. But you know what? I want to tell you the good news that the presence of God dwells in us through his spirit. Amen. We take him everywhere we go. So with that being said, I'm going to start out and let's take a look at a few things. And we're going to start out talking about God himself. Everybody doing good? Say amen. All right. This is going to unpack pretty fast here. First thing I see in James 4, it starts out and says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Now, if God says that, you can bank on it, don't you? See, we always say, where's God? Where's God? Where's God? I think a lot of times we're not drawing near, drawing near, drawing near. Amen. He's here. He's, he's in the midst of us right now. And I says, as we move towards God, he moves towards us. We're not in a foot race with God. Can you imagine? Did y'all ever do this? Now, guys, this has probably happened to you. I wish Jesse had his football with him. We usually throw it out there. I remember I was the young guy on the block, you know, and they said, hey, man, I said, throw it to me, throw it to me. They would never throw it to me. So when they're taking a break, they said, come on, man, I'll throw it to you. I said, OK. I said, this go back a little further. Y'all know where this is going. Go back a little further. Go back a little further. I mean, I'm all the way down here and I'm going, hey, throw it to me, throw it to me. And they go, "Nah, we're good. That ever happened to y'all? Man, no, no, that's all right. Come on. They do them things, man. Guys are rough. And a lot of times you think, man, I can't believe that. I just wanted to be in the game. Let me tell you, in church and God and and, and his family, there's always something for you to do. There's always something for you to be a part of. How many people can pray? Everybody. There you go. You're in. You know, and let me tell you, that's a huge thing that God gives us to do. It's a privilege. It's an opportunity. And it's a blessing. Amen. Well, let's keep on going here. When we're pursuing God himself, I said we need to let his love set us free. So many times we're bound up with rules and regulations and religion. We're here to talk about relationship. Amen. You always hear us talk about a relationship with God. I said, do you ever really take time a few minutes a day just to reflect on the big picture? I said, you know, God is huge. God is so huge that his sacrifice swallowed up your sin, my sin, all sin. If we just stopped right there and got our minds around that, wouldn't that be amazing? That sin has already been dealt with. See, a lot of times the devil wants to jump right back on your your back and ride you to the ground. But you know what? When we realize our identity in him, we know what to say. You know what? I've been redeemed. I'm a child of God. And so when we approach the throne of God, we have that assurance that our heavenly father is going to be listening. Amen. Now, don't get me wrong. I think sometimes people think God is a genie in a box. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying he's a loving God that loves you unconditional. 
And he's always a whisper away, amen? He knows what you need before you need it. Isn't that something? Why is that? That we just run from him so many times instead of run to him. Because I think we buy the lie a lot. We buy the lie of the enemy and saying we're not worthy. I talked to somebody the other day and, and, and they were going through a tough thing. And they told me the very thing that I just spoke about today. They said, you know, I'm a Christian. I know who I am in Christ. But when the storms of life really came against me, that old devil would tell me, you're just not worthy. You're just not worthy. I think we all have those moments, don't we? He'll magnify your mistakes and try to dumb down what God did. But let's magnify God and what he's done and rest in that. Amen. Let's keep on rolling. So as we pursue him, we need to listen to the whisper of his word. And, and, and Tanya did a great job pulling those songs together. And I really appreciate Eric jumping in at the last minute and, and always uh, willing to do that. You know what I call Eric is, is something's a blessing. This is what he says. He says, yes is the answer. I love that, man. I always says, he says, brother, you know yes is the answer. I said, all right, well, I'm just letting you know. <laughs> and that's awesome because his heart is to pursue the things of God. His heart is, hey, you know what? If you can use me, use me. I'll do my very best. And he says, just send me the list. All the songs you want to do. You got one yet? <laughs> so Eric gets here at 8 o'clock, unloads everything. He says, how about that list? I said, we're working on it. We're working on it. And you know what he says? Yes is the answer. So I appreciate you, brother. I appreciate the heart. And so, you know, we listen to, that, listen to the whisper of God's word. And I said, I think we miss what God's saying many times because we look for the grand things. But all things are grand when we seek God himself. Amen. All things are grand. I said a whisper, a word, a sign, a praise. Any of these things can be God revealing itself to us. How many remember the story from last week? Just a little whisper, the nudge, right? And we saw how God just multiplied these things. It started out with a whisper, whisper, but it demanded my heart to be willing. Amen. And it ended up being a God-sized thing and even more. And I said, man, this is just amazing how many people played into that big picture. I just heard from a friend, too, the guy that was in the hospital, right? Just heard from him. He is home. He is well. And appreciate all the prayers. Give the Lord a hand clap. That's awesome, man. I got to do that. So also, I said, allow the power of his presence to grow your dependence on him. Think about that statement. I said, see, when we experience his presence, we begin to realize the great things are accomplished through his strength and through his purpose. Has anybody ever started out on a mission or something or whatever and just said, this is way bigger than me? Amen. You know, and how in the world am I going to do this? That sounds kind of lonely, isn't it? How am I going to do that? But man, what God has started working in my heart, and as long as I can keep my focus on him, and sometimes I veer off and I go, man, I need to get my eyes back on the Lord. I said, Lord, I don't know how you're going to do it. Don't even know when you're going to do it, but I'm going to trust you that you're going to do it. This is living proof of it right here. People in here had no idea how God's going to do it. Don't know what he's going to do next, you know, but I know that we're going to be faithful in what he's called us to do and take a step at a time. And he's going to reveal it as we go. He knows exactly where we are every step of the way. Have you ever felt like, man, God, I'm right here. God, I'm right here. You know, and, and talking, visiting with somebody yesterday, I visited with somebody that's been going through some stuff, doing some uh, uh, different cancer treatments and things like that. And I tell you, we go to be a blessing to folks. Amen. We go and pray and encourage folks. But you know, as you go with the right heart and the right motive, I'll tell you what happens. You're the ones blessed. We're always the ones blessed. When they, they open their heart and they share what God's been doing, uh, when they share, you know, the, the, the needs and things and how God has met them, it's amazing because you get to see the fingerprints of God on that person's life. And we get to be a part of that sometimes. And I just love it. I just love it. And I think so many times we run life so fast, and I'm guilty of this, but we run running so fast, what in the world am I missing that God's doing? Because he's in control of all things, and he works all things together for the good. Amen? And as I talked to this person, it was amazing because the scriptures they were sharing with me are the very scriptures I run to when, when my boat's taking on water. And I thought, wow, isn't that amazing? She said, you know, I love Romans chapter 8. I thought, You've been listening to our stuff, right? Yeah. Romans chapter 8. I love that. I probably say something out of that each, each week. It says, therefore, there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Man. See, the world wants to condemn you. Your so-called friends want to condemn you. We look in the mirror and condemn ourselves. But God said, no, that's not who you are. I got something better for you. 
Look what's inside of you. Look what God has put inside of you and then run to him. Let's pursue him with a passion like no other. Amen. Let's keep on rolling. I said the purpose of God's great love for us is to draw us into a passionate pursuit of more him. See, a lot of times we, we, we come out, we want more stuff. How many people's got a garage at their house? How many people, now here's one, how many people, this is going to thin it out right here, how many people can park their car in their garage? So, so you got three people out of all that. I can't even get a bicycle in my garage, you know? And if I don't stop eating them cookies, I won't be able to get in my garage. Thank you, Grandmama, them things are good. No, they're not that great. I'll get better eat the rest of them. <laughs> but isn't that something? I remember one time uh, we were going through a situation and, and anybody, been, you know, the more you walk through different situations, I guarantee you, the more you'll be compassionate when those situations arise. Amen. And I tell you what, you know, uh, been through some different things, a lot of different things, a lot of stuff that other people hadn't been through. But several years ago, I really went through a big financial deal. And through God's blessing, you know, been able to come out of that on the other side. But I tell you what, I remember, I go, man, you know, as soon as it gets here, it's like, whoosh, gone, whoosh, gone, you know. And I was, in the, I was in my garage and went down there to do something. And I was like, Lord, I'm just tired of all this lack. And man, God spoke a real simple word. He said, show me your lack. Whew. And I looked in my garage and I looked at all the stuff I had. And I looked at the three cars that were out front. And I started looking around. I go, Lord, I'm sorry. Help me to be a better steward of what you bless me with. God's got a way of saying just a couple of words to make you go, oh boy. He just, he just said, like, he didn't, he didn't condemn me. He just said, show me your lap. Kids help. Nobody's missed a meal at my house, amen. You know, I've been blessed. But I started to whine because I thought it should have been a certain way. But you know what? That one little whisper that God gave me, I said, I need to adjust what's going on here. And it didn't happen overnight. But you know what? That one little whisper changed the course of the way I spent my money, the way I spent my time and everything else. Because I said, wait a minute now. God's entrusted this stuff to me. And don't get me wrong. I'm not saying, oh, he just buys this and everything because... Financial money coming in changes and things, you know, things change. So what has to change? We have to change with that, right? But I want to tell you some good news. God never changes. Amen. And he will supply all your needs. That's what I want you to hear on that. So I keep looking at that and go, man, Lord, look how awesome you are. And look how much you do for us. I said our relationship with the Lord should be number one priority. Now that's not new, that's not new news to anybody in here. But it might need a little adjustment in our life. Amen. I'm saying that to me too. Had a few things in here on my handout that I wrote down. If you got your handout, feel free to write along uh, and, and put down what God has for you. I said, seek him first. Love him more. Trust him always. Praise him often. Rest in him peacefully. Celebrate his goodness. That's what he showed me last night. If I can put my heart and my eyes and my mind on him, that's what should be happening. In my life, amen. I should be honored to the influence of his grace. Everybody doing good? Say amen. So let's talk about that for just a minute. The influence of grace. Got a scripture for you here, Romans 2, 4, 2, excuse me. It says, don't you see how wonderful, wonderfully kind, tolerant, and patient God is with you? Does this mean nothing to you? Can't you see that his kindness is intended to turn you from your sin? See, the Lord is so patient with us. See, sometimes, though, I think, really, we, we mistake his patience for his approval. You know what I'm saying? We say, oh, well, I'll just keep doing what I'm doing. I'm keeping doing what I'm doing. No. Paul writes here, he says, don't you see how wonderfully kind, tolerant, and patient God is with you? Does that not mean anything to you? Can't you see that his kindness is intended to turn you from your sin? See, a lot of times we think that God's beaten us into the mold. But he's loving us into Christ. Amen. There's a difference. There's a big difference. I said, the Lord's so patient with us. I said, seeing and being under the influence of his grace should spur us on to good works, deeper love and greater revelation of our heavenly father. I said, don't this. I get this from my, my, my mother-in-law. Don't settle for the scraps. See, we settle for the scraps. I mean, God's got a full plate of blessing for each one of us. And as we pull up to that table here or open his word, 
God wants to reveal himself to us personally. He does it corporately, but he's so amazing, so big and so loving. He wants to reveal himself individually. Amen. You know, sometimes I don't know. If the Lord speaks to this person, don't speak to me. I bet you he is speaking to you. Are we listening? Are we listening? Are we seeking him? Are we having a, a, a passionate pursuit of God? What do you mean by that? I mean, is that the first thing I'm thinking about? Am I thinking about the Lord when I wake up in the morning? Am I thinking about, you know, Lord, how can you use me today? I got to tell you a story. I woke up yesterday and somebody that it hit my Facebook. And he said, would you call me? I said, yeah. Okay. I said, this particular person said, the Lord woke me up today at four o'clock and said, I need to do something for somebody. I said, okay. And he said, you would be the conduit that I do that through. So I want you to pray about this and call me back and I'll come and see you. I waited an hour and a half. I was seeking the Lord. 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 I called him back. I said, the Lord has laid a few situations on my life. They say, I'll be there in a minute. And this person said, buddy, when God tells you to do something, what's your choices? I said, well, you do have a choice. And they said, no, I don't. I don't want a choice. I'm going to do what he said. That's amazing. I can tell you many lives were blessed from that one person's obedience of waking somebody up four o'clock in the morning and said, I want to use you today. Come on, that's amazing. Middle of the night. This person said, I was sleeping. Whoo. Whisper. From that one whisper. They could have rolled over and said, ah, I'm good. They could have said, that's all right. Oh, maybe next time, maybe next year. But as soon as the hour came around where they felt like they could call somebody, boom. Now, what was my part in that? I just got to see it. I just got to be the conduit. I had nothing to do with anything. I just said, Lord, you know what? This is between you and this person, but you know what? If, if you're putting me in the equation, just use me, just pull through me and show me what's going on. And man, what a blessing. I just got to be the delivery guy. I just got the person to be the person that got this, to, to pray with people. And anytime we do anything like this, you know what it is? Let me tell you about God. Let me tell you, this is a, this is nothing but an extension of God's influence of grace in your life. Now, what do you think that person on the receiving end might have thought when they go, wow. It wasn't what it was. Okay. It was that it was. I'm going to explain that. God nudged somebody to help somebody else and they were obedient. Wow. What is God whispering to us under the influence of grace? They didn't feel like they had to. They felt like they got to. They get to. They were allowed to. You see what I'm saying? There's a big difference because that is a heart that's tuned to the Lord. And that's a heart that wants to make a difference. Amen. And I'm going to tell you what. It's a beautiful thing to see God use his children to make a difference in this world. Amen. Don't think what you have to offer is too small that it won't make a difference. It will make a difference. Amen. It will make a difference. And I want to tell you something else. What I found in my life, sometimes it just might be a test to see if I'm going to do what he asked me. If I'm not going to be obedient in the small things, why would he want me to do the big things? See, we want the big thing. I want to do this. I, let, let me do this. Let me do this. Let me do this. Well, there's a reason that, you know what, that you got drivers, drivers. What is it? Uh, drivers, Ed. And then you ride so long with a, uh, a trained person. And then, then you finally get to drive yourself. I'm trying to do a little correlation. You don't get turned 16 go, here's a car, here's a Corvette, take off. What I'm saying is, God entrusts things to us. And he walks with us. And he nurtures us. And he's teaching us. And he's filling us. And he's using us as we're obedient to him. Amen. And it's all about his grace. That's some good stuff. Let's keep on rolling. So what influences what influences us shapes us into who we are. Do y'all believe that? Something's going to influence you. It might be a football player when you're coming along. It might be a dancer. It might be a great fisherman. I don't know. It might be a great hunter. It might be somebody uh, that influenced you as a teacher, something like that. And, and when you think about that, we have a great, great opportunity 
to share things with people. Amen. And as I look at that, I just think, man, isn't that so true? I said, you are what you eat. I said, the seeds you allow in your heart will produce a harvest of the same type seed. Amen. Uh, and, and look at what he says here. He says, don't you know about the, the kindness and the goodness and all those things? So, so when we receive the, the seeds of kindness, we should be growing, ah, I'll say branches of kindness for other people. Amen. When we receive forgiveness, shouldn't we be forgiving other people? When we receive grace, shouldn't we be sharing grace? Amen. So what I'm saying is as we pursue God, he's going to pour in just what we need. But you know, he usually does the work on the inside first. Amen. And as he does the work on the inside, it starts to change the outside just a little bit. Amen. Here we go. So how has grace, how has the grace of God changed your life? Hmm. Had to preach by itself all day long, wasn't it? I found out in my life, it's not all about me. Now, every now and then, I'll be honest with you, I want to pull it back and try to make it about me, but, but God will let you know it's not about, about us, amen? That's what I see there. I think about that, I go, man, isn't that something? And I'm setting you all up for a big story here, okay? You ever, know, you ever seen somebody knew you from way back when and they think you're the same person? We do change a little bit. There's probably a few things that, you know, you still hold on to and different things like that. I'm going to read this other point and I'm going to share something with you. Do you have a deep desire for others to know Jesus? I want you to keep those two things in. I have really, really, I won't say struggled, but I really been before the Lord about sharing this story. So promise me this. When I tell you all the front end of the story, wait for the back end of the story. When I share all these great things that I'm telling about this story, realize that I am pointing the praise to Christ. It has nothing to do with me. I want you to see that. Can we do that? Everybody say amen. amen. All right. I want to tell you this. I, I, I appreciate the prayers of our church family so much. Last week, I, I, when I talked to y'all, I, I told you that I, had to do, I was going to have to do a funeral for a friend of mine that I knew my whole life. 57 years old, this man passed away. And the good news out of all that is I know he knew Jesus. Amen. And so I met with the family. I'm going to watch the time here. Okay. Amen. Hi, amen. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Um, so I went and met with the family and talked to them. And, and they told me different things that they, they would like to do and all that. And, and my heart has always been on, on, on this right here when I do a funeral. And Lord laid this on me the first time I did any funeral. I said, I don't even know what to do. I don't even know what to say. God said, these three things that I've always kept. Honor God. Excuse me. Glorify God. Honor your friend's memory. And point them to Jesus. Ain't never done me wrong yet. So when I meet with the family, I tell them, well, you know what? They know the Lord. It's going to be a celebration of life. We're going to glorify God. We're going to honor our loved one's memory. I'm going to point people to Jesus. Amen. So you know what's coming up right out of the chute. So many of y'all know I got a heart for people to know Christ. But I really got a heart for the people I grew up with to know Christ. That is all the times on my mind. All my friends. All my things. All those things. Because I know I wasted so much time. People lined up in those clubs paying money to see me play the guitar. When now I got the real message. And I could tell them. You know. I had to counterfeit. And so any chance I get to tell him now, I got to tell him. So we go on and I go, the first thing I do, the first thing I do is I say, I know my friends and I know how many people's going to be there. And we were over at Parkland and that whole place was full. There was four people deep in the back. And you know, I still love to play with folks all the time, you know. And I, I had this on. I got all wired up and took the guitar and everything. And some of my buddies, you know, most of them know that I'm a preacher now, but none of them don't. And they go, hey, man, what's up? He said, what you doing? I said, man, I'm security. Oh, okay, yeah, that's cool. So what you been doing? <laughs> I didn't do it. I just had to do it. I said, I'm security, man, like the guys on TV had that on there. And then I love to watch your face when you walk up there to do it. They go, he's the preacher. You know, I didn't know that. And so, you know what? That doesn't make you any better. That just makes you humble. Because you know what? God's called you to do something. I want to be a part of that. So the first thing we do is, with all my friends from the neighborhood, we're going to do some Leonard Skinner, amen, right? We're going to do, we're going to do simple man. But we're going to do it God's way. And I get to share and I talk, point them to Christ. 
And I grabbed some scripture that God laid on my heart and we're sharing and everything else. And the whole time I'm meeting a lot of people that's coming in and there's a lot of people there. And one gentleman comes up to me. He says, he says, uh, Pastor, I said, yes, sir. He says, look, I don't want to be disrespectful. I got to go to my granddaughter's recital. Do you know about how long this will be? And I said, oh, probably 30 minutes or so. Probably lied to the guy, sorry. <laughs> That's what I thought. <laughs> and he says, I just, I'm going to sit near the back if I have to get up. I don't want to be disrespectful. I just want to let you know. I said, man, I really appreciate that. Thanks. So anyway, we go and, and do the service and we're sharing. And I, and, and I asked the family always, I said, would you like to take a time for somebody to reflect on, you know, if anybody wants to share a story, some families do, some don't. And I tell you what, my friend had lost both of his legs. Back in 2003, he had worked out here under a house and ended up getting something after Isabel. Um, this is the same guy that I told you we prayed, prayed for. He was on a ventilator and everything. And, and years later, when he, he had already came out of that. He knew exactly where I was standing in the room and all these things. Well, he went home to be with the Lord uh, last week. And so he had lost both his legs. The first man to come up and testify walked all the way to the front. He had lost his leg from the knee down and, and had, you know, a prosthetic leg. And he said, I want to tell you about this guy. He said he was in the hospital and he knew them, you know. He's the dad of one of our friends, so all of us grew up together. And my buddy did sheetrock work. And he said he was in the hospital and he saw one of the guys. He saw, he saw Kenny. So Kenny Lake at first. He said, well, where's, where's Mike? Because I know y'all together. He said, where's Mike? He said, he's on the scaffold. He's outside on the scaffold. <laughs> he doesn't have any legs from down here. He put his new, he calls them his slippers. Put his slippers on and kept on going. He had to learn how to tell time again. He had to learn how to work a TV remote again. He had to learn all these things. He says, but I want my own place. He kept pursuing the things that, that was in his heart. Found the Lord along the way. And God blessed him to have his own home to the day that he went home to be with the Lord. Isn't that amazing? Amazing. You think, man, this guy, this guy, I'm going to just be honest with you. I can say this because I know he was wild at one time. But man, God turned that around. And you know what? I told the family, I said, look, this is going to be a platform that we can tell them what your brother believed. We can tell them about Jesus. Do you understand how big a deal this is? They said, do it. They got to know. So we go, and I share the, share the message. And I'm here to tell you, praise God, over 30 people got saved at that man's funeral. Amen? Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap right there. I'm pointing to praise to God. When I left there, when, when that was over, I went to the door to talk to anybody. I said, if you guys got any questions or anything, let me know. I had a stack of cards about that high, right? Three fingers worth. That's how I measure. I put them in my pocket. I never once... Offered to give anybody one. I never once offered, hey, you need to come here. I never said anything. I said, you got any questions about what was said today? You let me know. I gave away every single card that I had. People asked for it. I was hoping they'd come today, but it's all right. We'll take it But you know what? That moment, God, use that moment to touch your hearts. Now, man, I'm flying high on this. I said, golly, I, I, I called them. I said, yeah, God, I'm really moving here. And they, they had a little get-together at one of the old hole-in-the-walls, tear my beer place. They said, were you coming? I said, sure. <laughs> hey, man, I'm going to jump right in where Jesus was. Got in there. I have not been around smoking a long time. And they got this little room. I was like, <laughs> and I went through the other part. I said, I made it. I made it. I thought, how did I do this stuff before, right? So I'm there. And this place is jammed. I mean, the beers are flying. And everything. And they got all this food lined around here and everything else. And this lady comes up and says, excuse me, could you put the blessing on the food? I said, absolutely. I'm thinking, why? Because they ain't going to hear it. She gave the, she went like this to the bartender. That girl said, boom, hit a glass down. Like everybody said, I'm not kidding you. It's just like Roadhouse. <laughs> right in the middle of Freebird. It went, she said, hit it. I said, dear Lord. <laughs> I prayed over that and everything. They said, amen. I was like, this is like a movie, man. This is something else. So we get up there and, and I get up there. I said, I just want a little. I just want a little bit of stuff. And, and, when, and the girl that had cooked most of the stuff was in front of me. Well, I made that. You got to try it. The time I got out of there, I was like this. So I'm just hanging out. I'm thinking, you know, I just want to stop by and support the family and everything else. And I mean, I, they got my buddy's urn on the pool table. I mean, we're talking buckrow, baby. This is, this, is, this is the way they sent him home. 
Get the urn on the pool table. They got the flowers in there. And they're just going to town. And I just said, you know what? They, they really love that boy. They love that boy. Isn't that something? So I go up. And I see this lady in the smoking section. And I look up and I'm eating. I got potato salad all over my shirt. First thing. And she's looking. I go, hello. And she's with her husband over there. And he's looking. They wave. And I said, hello. I'm thinking, do I owe these people money or something? They keep staring at me. I don't know what's going on. So finally, I go back over to get some more of the uh, string bean casserole. And she says, I thought, what, what? I'm cutting in line or what? She said, can I talk to you? I go, sure. She says, sir, if I die before you, would you do my funeral? I said, what? She pre-booking funerals. <laughs> and I said, she said, I have never been to a funeral. They're so uplifting. I said, well, you know what? I think we still got a bunch of gas mileage. But I said, you know what? I'd be honored to. But I hope it's a long ways off. So I went, sat back down. And I had another guy. Man, what little hairy head he had it back in a ponytail. <laughs> and it was white. And he was back there. And he goes, he goes, hey, dude. I go, hey, dude. He goes, I got I to gotta ask you a question. I'm a little confused. I was like, oh, okay. Because he was at the funeral. And I told him, anybody got a question? Let me know. He said, dude, <laughs> you know what I mean, dude? He said, I don't know if I was at the comedy club, a concert, or a funeral. He said, you touched things in my heart that I thought was dead for years. Thank you. God's always moving. Just because it doesn't look like the way you think it's supposed to be, don't think it's not working. Because I prayed about this. You guys prayed about this. Lord, how do we open our hearts? Man, isn't that something? He said, I just want to tell you, I appreciate that. I'm still eating. Lady comes up, she says, my baby's going to heaven. I said, really? I said, that's it. The girl's 12 years old. She said, uh, she gave her life to the Lord tonight. Thanks for sharing the message. Isn't that something? My friend's grandson, all right? He was having a tough time. I got to talk to him and he gave his life to the Lord. I'm telling you all these things that God was moving on. So went on. I said, that's, that's great. Over 80 hits on Facebook, man. This is great. This has been good. Thanks so much. God's doing a move. Boom, 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 boom. I'm setting you up for the story, all right? I keep going. And I called the family. I said, the day later, I said, is everything all right? I said, you know what? We appreciate that. I know he wouldn't have wanted any other way. Man, we saw God moving in the whole thing. Thanks a lot. I said, praise God. So I'm going on about my business. God's moving. God's glorified. Everything, everything else. Well, this was like Monday. Wednesday, Jesse's doing trumpet lesson. I'm sitting up there. Yeah, that's good, Jesse. That's good. We're at the, at the trumpet master's house, and they're going to town. Dean, yeah. And so here we go, and uh, I get a phone call. And the guy calls me, and I go, he goes, hey, man, how you doing? Good. And uh, he said, man, I just called to encourage you. I said, oh, I always take an encouraging phone call. He said, what you been into? I said, oh, you know, just this. Uh, you ready for Christmas? My buddy's heart was broken. I said, I'm, I'm waiting. What's going on? He said, yeah, he said, uh, uh, I was at work and ran into this lady we know, and I said, I think I remember her. So she remembered you when you played in the clubs. I said, yeah. And I said, man, I said, I saw her at a funeral. He said, yeah, yeah. I said, man, God was moving in that funeral. I said, over 30 people got saved, everything. In. He said, really? I said, yeah, man, God's moving. He said, I just called to encourage you. Because she said, man, all Buddy did is talk about Jesus. All he did, I remember when he played in those clubs and he played his guitar, talked about Jesus. I was offended. I said, how about that? Oh, well. I said, the gospel is offensive. I said, yeah. She said, you even had a guy get up in the middle of your preaching and leave. <laughs> I said, sure did. He went to see his granddaughter's recital. Isn't that amazing? I thought, well, how about that? But see, and, and, and the old me would have said, well, I tell you one thing. I said, well, you know what? That's a shame that out of all that blessing, she only saw, you know, she got mud on her windshield or whatever. But see, I don't know what she's been through. I don't know how she's been hurt. I don't know what's going on. She got so mad, she came down on my buddy. And he said, well, I know buddy. And he goes, I don't care if you know me or not. I don't think that's right. He's like, he's just telling people about you. Well, you one of them too. <laughs> man, I got a call, buddy. What in the world happened? You know, what are you doing out there? <laughs> Just telling people about Jesus. Yeah, amen. Well, doing what we're called called to do, you know, trying to make the most of those opportunities. Do you, do you see why I told you that whole story? 
through the lens of somebody else. That's what they saw. They didn't see that God had touched some people's life. They didn't see that a man that, that, that lost his leg was the very first one to come to the front and share what somebody had encouraged him. Didn't see that. Didn't see the grandson now has eternal life. He didn't see, they didn't see all those other things, right? Still wanted to see the old me. Still wanted to see all my, my flaws. But like the song you show me, we're flawless in Christ, amen? We're flawless in Christ. So I don't come down on this, this, this lady about that. I lift her up and say, you know what, Lord? I don't know what she's been through. And, you know, and I'm not saying everything I've done is right and everything I do is right. But I know this. I know that I'm going to make the most of those opportunities to tell people about Jesus. And I apologize not for that. That's not going to happen. Because you know what? I'm sorry you didn't get the message. But I'm praying that you will. Because I want to be in the influence of grace. I would not be under the influence of grace if I said, well, you just tell her that I. No, Lord, touch that lady's life and show her your goodness. Touch that woman's life so that she doesn't have to be offended by the, the gospel, that she can embrace the gospel. Let's face this. Until you come to the saving knowledge of Christ, the gospel is offensive. It says you sin, you say you don't. I say God don't lie. I'm going with him. Amen. So, so there it is. He makes it simple. If you don't believe it, just look in his word. He says, all of sin and fall short of the glory of God. Yeah, that's us. Amen. But then he says, man, whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. I'm so thankful that God had already wrapped my heart in that. Because there's been times in our lives, in my lives, out of all the great things going on, one person will come and push that button. Boom. And we forget about all that. And as soon as he said that, I started laughing. I really did. I said, boy, that old devil working overtime, isn't he? He just working overtime, trying to irritate that. And let me tell you, how many, how many people can, can that one person poison? You sure don't want that guy to be your son. Oh, you don't want this. You don't want this. Oh, this. Well, you, you know, I've come to notice. I'm not going to please everybody. Amen. I don't even please the guy in the mirror all the time. All right. And, and so with that, I have to continue just like we all do. I'm going to trust what God said. I'm going to leave the results to him. I know he says when he's lifted up, he'll draw people to him. Amen. And that's what we want to do. We want to experience the kingdom of God here on heaven. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap for saving souls. Amen. I, I appreciate it. I know that story was a little long, but I, I just I had to share that because so many times we miss that. And I know that we we see that maybe in a different light sometimes. You know, oh, they think they're this or they think they're that and all that. No, I just think, you know what? God saved me. That's what I know. I don't even have to think it because this word says that. And I know if he'll use me, he'll use anybody. And if I get out of the way, he'll even use me more. Amen. So that's what I'm looking for because I want to see the kingdom experiences. Everybody doing good. All right. I said, when we do that, we get to see the hand of God. We have the privilege to be the hands of God and reach out to others. Think about that. Now, you'll see it maybe a little bit more in the holiday time, but what do we got to do to keep it going year-round? Let's keep on being his hands and his feet, amen? We get to experience the love of God. The love of God. I said, we, you know, we, we got to have, you got to pour it in so you can pour it out, amen? We got to be drinking in what God's doing so others can experience the Father. The grace of God. I said, we have the grace of God to cover us, sustain us, and to remind us it's all about him. Because I tell you, there, there, was, there was one minute in that phone call, man, my stomach went, Egh. I was like, what? I started taking it personal. And guess what Holy Spirit did? He reminded me of the scripture, said, hey, look, when people, I'll put it in modern language, when people are coming down on you about me, you're blessed. And I thought she just blessed me, right? <laughs> she thought she was down on me. But I said, well, you know what? It's for his name's sake, it won't mind. It was his. So praise God. Keep on rolling. And we get to experience the Son of God. The Son of God. Man, He came to save us and set us free. But I say this, I said, some refuse the hand of God. Some will discount the love of God. Some will reject the grace of God. Some will ignore the Son of God. Amen. I said, therefore, they forfeit the blessing of God and fail to experience the kingdom of God. Where's your passion? Where's our passion? Is it for other people to know know God? Is it, you know, is is where's the hope, you know? When we think about that that 
little piggy bank back there. I'm so excited about that. Because I know that God's going to use that and show us in just small things, he's going to make them big. He will multiply that as we just come and share and do and listen to the Lord. He's going to multiply that. I can't wait to share the stories about how God worked through a little piggy bank. Amen. And we know it's not always about money, but that's just one avenue that we can we can use. It might be just about you praying for somebody. It might be about you helping somebody. It might be making that phone call that you haven't made in a long time. Maybe it's a Christmas card that you get and somebody just really touch your heart. Maybe it's about one of those cookies over there made with love. Amen. That, that's a good start my spot. You know, whatever. There are little things like that. Those things that we think that don't matter with the right heart makes all the difference. Amen. Yeah, you, you know, I, I know we lean into to uh, we want to belong. You know, we all want to belong. And you know what? I'm going to tell you that we belong in the family of God. Don't try to clean up to get in. Receive God and come in. Amen. Just receive God and his blessing and come in. I said, where's the passion? Where's the desire? Where, I said, where there is passion, there will always be the desire and hope. Man, when, when we lose hope, everything starts shutting down. We just said, well, I can never do this. This is never going to work. This is going to be and get negative, 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 negative. I went to a Christmas gathering yesterday, a little Christmas party with my neighbors, and we were there for just a few minutes, and I had to make sure. I said, all right, what, what, just give me a bottle of water. Because you never know what's going to happen around here, you know? And, uh, and and here's something else. I don't isolate myself from going places. I pray about it. I said, Lord, is that, the, is that an opportunity to share Jesus somewhere? And I go, and I don't sit there and just preach people down or whatever. I just love men of the Lord. You know, got to talk to a young lady. And she says, uh, I said, well, what do you like to do, honey? Because I'm asking, what's your passion? She's just as she's 14, 15 years old. She says, I, I like the guitar. Really? I said, what type of music do you play? She said, punk rock. I said, isn't that something? I said, man, that's good and loud. And she said, yeah. I said, have you learned a couple of songs? She said, yeah. And so I started telling her about little things on the internet where you can find different, different things. And I said, I like playing guitar. She said, you do? What type of music you play? I said, I play a lot of different music. I said, but uh, I've been playing for the Lord for right, right long time. You see how that came in? Just asked, what, what do you like? And immediately she said, well, what do you like? And I had a window right there. When I got ready to go, see ya. I said, next time bring your guitar. Okay. You know? So there, we're watching the football game. Slight miracle. Redskins won. Amen. <laughs> wow. And we're there. And right in the middle of this, right in the middle of this thing, you know, sometimes it usually happens to me when I say something and you're trying to be quiet and everything goes down and it's like, ah! and you go, oh, <laughs> why did the music stop? Well, something happened. Everything went down and this lady was just bellowing about her job. <laughs> I'm going to give you two guesses. One don't count what she does, Miles. Don't say it. <laughs> and I asked her, I said, is this your profession? She said, it is. I said, okay, I just want to, I'll leave that alone. A little inside joke. <laughs> but she was just, she's off for two weeks and she's complaining about the whole time she's off about what's been happening. I'm thinking, you're off for two weeks. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. But no, man, she was going, going to town. Boy, she was, she was eating the staff and, and, and poking the preacher and everybody else. Man, man, she was going to town. I was just like, whew, what a Redskins won. <laughs> I thought I had to take it on that. So many times, why did I even bring that up? Because so many times, even in the midst of the time that we can be fellowshipping, that we can be focusing on what, what Christmas is about, what's going on, right? We get so overwhelmed about stuff that probably don't, it's not going to matter. It's not going to matter, you know? And I thought, man, I don't want to do that. I know I do that. Lord, help me when, when I get in that, when I get my eyes off you. I want to talk about the things that I'm passionate about, the things that I'm pursuing, the things that, hey, this is what's going on. Because that sets the stage for everything else, for those kingdom experiences. So that I could talk about, hey, you know, the hand of God was moving in this situation. Hey, let me talk about this. The love of God is moving in this situation. The grace of God is moving in this situation. The son of God is more than enough. He's everything we need. So let's go back as we roll this thing right back to the beginning. Passionate pursuit. I love this when it's all stripped away. Because like I said, when I do funerals and different things like this, they don't ask for how much their vacation balance is. When somebody's going through them, they don't ask for the trophies. They don't ask for any of those things. I believe this is where our heart starts coming back to 
knowing this is the main thing. The one thing I ask of the Lord, the thing I seek most, is to live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, delighting in the Lord's perfection and meditating in his temple. Do you ever think about that spending time with God? Do you think about how it's going to be? You know, I don't even think our mind can imagine. The scripture talks about no eye has seen, no, no ear has heard, no mind can imagine the things that God has prepared for those who love him. Do you love the Lord today? Because you know what? He says, when we put our faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, we are assured a home. And I know that everybody goes through different things at different times. But I tell you what, I want to tell you this. I believe that maybe that's just the season. And in that season that you go through, God is there. And in that season that we go through, you know what? There's others that love you. They might not always say the right thing. They might not always respond the right way. But I'm going to tell you what, I know, you know, when our hearts are, are pursuing God, our desire is to see the kingdom of God experienced here. You know, when heaven invades earth and we get to see the goodness of God. So I pray today, you know, not only during this holiday season that we are his hands and his feet and his, his, his you know, whatever we need to be, his ears, whatever. That, you know, you take a few minutes and just uh, we calibrate our hearts and go, you know what, Lord, you've given me so much. You have done so much. Lord, how can I be a blessing? Lord, you know, I want to I want to hear from you. more. I pray that each one leans into that whisper of God. And so that and even in the small things, we can see how grand our amazing God is. Amen. Let us pray. Father God, I thank you so much for today. And Lord, even through the bumps, bruises and rough roads, I know that you never leave us or forsake us. Father, I thank you that, you know, as we pursue you, we will find you. So if you seek you with all your heart, we will find you. So, Lord, I pray today for each one here, if they're seeking for you, right where they are, that you reveal yourself mightily to them. There might be somebody here, or maybe somebody listening a little later. And so what must I do to be saved? The Lord says, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. If there's one here today that's never put their faith and trust in the Lord, I pray that today is the day. They call on the mighty name of Jesus that swallowed up the center of the world. That is a, a just an a amazing, loving uh, sacrifice, a savior, one that will never leave us or forsake us. His love is unconditional. Don't leave here today without calling on his name. If you're here today and you say, yeah, I've done that, buddy, but there's been a lot of, a lot of change in my life. I haven't always choose the best. Amen. I understand that well. But I want to tell you this, that God is in the business of restoring I pray for hearts to be restored, for relationships to be restored, uh, for God to take what seems to be so little and make it so much more because you are able. In Jesus' name, amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. Amen. All right.